Welcome to my podcast, Don't Make This Weird. Each week I invite a special guest to talk about their life, the news, politics, and anything else that might come up. Welcome so to another episode of Don't Make This Weird, the podcast. I am absolutely thrilled uh, to have uh, my guest this week, somebody who I just absolutely admire, one of my favorite creators on TikTok, and somebody who, much like myself, just kind of uh, relaunched their uh, TikTok brand. Please, friends, join me in welcoming Courtney So Official. Hello, sir. Hey, man. How are you doing, Greg? I am I am fantastic now that you're here. I am so excited to be here, man. I'm telling you, I really love seeing your face pop up on my feed. You are amazing. So thank you for what you do. It's always a pleasure. Um, so on this podcast, uh, we do love a good origin story. Um, so tell me, tell me about baby Courtney. Um, obviously, you know. When, when you were younger, being a social media influencer was not the end game? No. Um, I'm going to tell you, man. I I mean, I'll take even past TikTok. You know, growing up, I really loved entertainment. And I remember one night I was watching Access Hollywood. That's how it tells you how old I am. <laughs> I was watching Access Hollywood, and there was this group, this boy band. They were an actual band, and they played their own instruments. It was a boy group called Hanson. Yes. And I remember when I remember when Hanson kicked off their first album or dropped their first single, Umbop. And I was like, man, I want to do that stuff, man. I want to be an entertainer. So, um, you know, I went to my mom and dad's room. I was like, mom, dad, listen, there's another and somebody else just got started. You know, somebody else just went, made it big. You know, I just thought you might know I, that's something I want to do. Kind of giving them a guilt trip. So, I mean, ever since then, man, that was like my. I want to say that was the, the catalyst in like me wanting to be in entertainment. So, uh, I mean, went through, of course, high school, college, joined, didn't do good in college after the first year. So I dropped out and went straight into the army. Um, then I was an 11 Bravo, an infantry guy kicking indoors, you know, bang, banging. And then um, reclassed to a uh, automated logistical specialist, which is called a 92 Alpha, you know, staying outside the, you know, because that first deployment, my God, in 07, 08 to Iraq was 15 months, man. Jesus. So it was originally 12 months and then it got extended to 15 months. But anyway, so I only wanted to do four years in the army. I ended up doing 11 years. Yeah, man. So I got out. I was like, you know what? I'm not re-enlisting. I'm getting out so I can do some acting. Yeah. So I got out, man, within the first year, I got my first commercial shoot, uh, got on set for some TV shows, man. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, and then the panorama came, yeah, the pandemic came, we were all stuck in the house. And um, I want to say uh, that is when I was like, I'm gonna get on TikTok and start dancing and doing the renegade. And then <laughs> George Floyd happened. George Floyd. Um, and then that's when things got serious. And that that was really the birth of Courtney So Official uh, was George Floyd. Yeah, I remember, I remember, you know, I, I joined TikTok for a, about the same reason as everybody else is that, you mm-hmm. know, I was bored in the house and in the house bored. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and I, I wasn't I wasn't so much into political TikTok. And then the the primary happened, mm-hmm. and you know you you started to show up more frequently on the FYP, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, this guy is cool, mm-hmm. um, and so since you know we're both kind of in um somebody described it as uh big league political tiktok uh as opposed to just like the casual political tiktok mm-hmm. um before we get into the real heavy stuff uh as far as politics go i want to ask you about um the drama between uh two two creators that has dominated everybody's fyp um and talking about for, <laughs> yeah um it has it has spawned sounds and yes um, memes. everybody memes and everybody is firmly in one camp or the other yeah um what's what's your take on that Man, I want to say this drama between Lance, Modern Warrior, and Chelsea is, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Um, our, my For You page was inundated with just drama from the last year, especially with Woke Talk. And then this happened between Lance and Chelsea. And my thing is this, like, I, I care to, an, well, I don't care to an extent. Do I want people taking advantage of? No, I don't want people taking advantage of, man. Uh, but but at, on the same token, um, am I gonna am I gonna because because things didn't work out in my benefit? Am I gonna get on here and start making a situation something that it's not? Um, you know, at the end of the day, you got played. You got played. I mean, should Lance be walking around here being a womanizer? No, he shouldn't be a womanizer because Lance is like, you know, painted himself as like this modern warrior, this person uh, that, you know, has a chivalry, you know what I'm saying? And um, uh, a man of integrity and, you know, did it, did, did his actions, uh, actions, uh, you know, actually represent that? No, they didn't. But uh, in the other hands, man, I, I'm also not, you know, feeling so sympathetic uh, sympath- uh, empathic towards uh, Chelsea either because you subliminally um, suggested you insinuated that this man committed an, an act and that was just not I was like no 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 no, no. I'm just staying far I'm not touching it with a six foot pole I have not made a video I've not made any commentary on anybody's in comment section I don't care I hope they've you know they're all both healthy and in peace of mind but man you know this is I, <laughs> don't get played i mean it's to tell somebody don't get played is like telling them not to fall in love it just comes with the territory we date we learn each other um and if the person you're with decides that they're just not a person of integrity and they don't consider your emotions they don't they think less of you to to be honest and upfront with this is what it is then and they show you otherwise and that's you know that that's a good indication that's red flag red flag red flag run away <laughs> so that's my take on it, man. I, for me, I feel like the key takeaway from the whole thing is don't let somebody you met on TikTok raw dog you. Like, mm. like yeah. 
<laughs> now listen, I'm not. I, yeah, right. But the thing is, if you do do the, the the raw dogging, it should be it should come with a disclaimer. Hey, if you catch feelings, just know like I'm not looking for this. Be very yeah. very specific. Um, has Courtney official? Um, um, engaged in such activities with people from or a person from TikTok. Um, but it was, but it's always understood that this is what it is. This is what it, it is. It's it's a communication thing. Mm -hmm. I think you know mm -hmm. on on all sides of this, there was there was either a lack or a breakdown in communication, mm -hmm. and you know nobody nobody has come out of the other side of this looking. With with their reputation yeah. completely intact. Yeah, no one. Yeah, neither of those two are uh, walked out of that situation unscathed. And of course, you had your agitators and your instigators and your insert themselvesers. And that's not even a word, but I just made it up. <laughs> but but if you're a self inserter, um, you do nothing more than just agitate the situation of your faux analysis. Um, your faux and analytical skills, your faux pseudoscience of how you think the situation came about or what is going to be. I mean, I don't care if your platform is very, very large and you got a blue check mark and you come out and you insinuate or you help agitate or throw flames in the fire. You're just as guilty as the people who've committed offenses against each other. Because let me just make it clear, like one person didn't do something more wrong to the other person than the other person did if that makes sense yeah. they both did something they both did something wrong and it's just on the audience to decide where their moral compass aligns if you think that chelsea is if you are in favor of her of course you're going to align yourself with her morals and if you are a fan of lent and you, you know and, and so it just depends on where my moral compass is you both did some really shicey stuff to each other man and neither one of you can really wholeheartedly be trusted at this point in time can people change absolutely do i like lance yeah the dude's freaking body beautiful man have you seen his guns man yeah the dude it got some cannons on him so you know and chelsea loved her content loved it i thought she was a spectacular person spectacular um so i do i do wish them both well and and the very best but this was not something that should have been brought to the platform at all yeah the Absolutely. whole how, how did she yeah how did she yeah <laughs> I just I since since I've been on TikTok, I I don't remember there being like a dramatic episode between two creators that spawned remixes and sounds and memes and there hasn't like, been. There hasn't been. Let me tell you, there has not been. Because when I first saw this, I thought it was going to be a back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I was like, oh, snap. Okay, something broke down. Okay, so they're going to talk offline. Everything's going to be okay. But then I think the reason why it spiraled out of control was because when it went from Lance, you played me for a fool to you're, you sexually assaulted me. And that's not yeah. S.A., you know. Um, I, what's that what's that term they were throwing around um and something consent um was it called informed consent or yeah i forgot they were throwing this term around that was and they tried to redefine it the term um to insinuate that what lance did was sexual assault and it's just not i mean it's a really slap in the face to against against anybody who is a, a survivor of essay or grape or whatever and so um once that happened, 
the tides turn the, the tides change they turn because people are like oh no now now this yeah. is more this is not you just saying exposing this guy for being a womanizer that would be a totally different thing and you would have had everybody on your side was he being a womanizer absolutely um but 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 you turn this into something else man and um that's what got everybody into like oh no you're a very bad person right now yeah. And that's and now, when the memes, yeah. And now there's t-shirts. Um, now there's t-shirts. Um, <laughs> people are booking flights to, you know, Womblands. Um, yeah. They're making trips to visit Womland um, Studios and, and Womland World. Um, they are making, they made, they've made a song, a remix. I mean, yep. so much. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving, <laughs> moving away from TikTok drama, because we could probably spend forever hours mm-hmm. yeah um we are in a midterm year as yes as tends to happen every yes. every every few years um i feel like uh, i on my year, content <laughs> i feel like this year is bigger than it has been in the past um mm-hmm. which are there are there any races that uh you're keeping a close eye on I tell you what, man, I'm pretty much all over the place, but the race down there in Georgia is where um, people really need to pay attention to. Um, uh, you know, people will come for uh, Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff's seats eventually. They, I know the, um, I forgot the gentleman's name, uh, Tiffany Double D Mother just had him on her um, podcast, or she interviewed him a few weeks ago. What is his name? Um, Black guy. It's a, it's a disgrace the way I am forgetting his his name. I have my laptop here. Maybe I should take a look and, and Google him. Uh, but anyway. I, I just, he, I literally just listened to that episode too. Yeah. She, she, um, she uh, interviewed him and that was a great, that was a great interview because we got a chance to learn about um, that gentleman. And I'm going to find him. What is what is his name? Is it, oh my uh, goodness. Mar- Marcus Flowers? Marcus Flowers. I want to see that man come out on top. I, he's got the experience. He's got the charisma. He's got, he's very uh, intelligent. Um, he knows about people and keeping people first. Um, you don't have to be a Republican conservative to be an American and to be a patriot. Um, I think that uh, people have taken those terms, American patriotism, and they have darkened the meaning behind it. Now, granted, the meaning behind, you know, that whole patriot, um, that just means that you're proud of the country that you're from. But, you know, immigrants built this country and they've taken that that meaning of patriotism, of something you've built in a country you're proud of being and they turn it into a symbol of that is that's just very, very off-putting. So I'll leave it there, but yeah. They've turned it, they've turned it into mean white. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just don't know how censored (laughs) this podcast is. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, You're good. Yeah. So yeah, they've turned it into like, uh, they turned that, those, these symbols that are supposed to mean purity and freedom into like symbols of whiteness and white superiority, white supremacy. And so, you know, um, would I look at the American flag anymore? As a combat veteran, do I look at the American flag the same anymore? I do not. Um, do I look at the, our police officers the same? No, I do not. I don't look at it. I mean, 
I put my life on the line too. And um, I wore a uniform and carried a weapon every single day as well. And when I went over to Iraq or Afghanistan, I just didn't shoot anybody. I thought looked suspicious and asked questions later. I know there were rules of engagement. There were, um, there's escalation of force. There's things to abide by. And I just couldn't randomly shoot somebody. I would have been in court martial, thrown in the brick for that. And so I think these elections, these primaries here, um, you know, this is like the time. The presidential election is not the election where it makes or breaks. I think this past presidential election, it was the one that was very important because we just wanted to get Chester Cheeto out of office. You know what I'm saying? And we had to settle for Biden. We wanted, I mean, I think the majority of everybody wanted Bernie Sanders, to be honest with you, because he was a progressive and we need some progressivism, um, I believe. So with that being said, Marcus Flowers is definitely the race I'm looking for. I'm not going to lie. Uh, what is, while we're on the topic of Georgia, um, just yesterday, I believe it was, uh, Mitch McConnell endorsed Herschel Walker for in the race against uh, the good Reverend Senator Warnock. Um, yeah. mm, I mean, uh, Mitch McConnell can endorse um, Mr. Uh, What's his name? Let's see. <laughs> Christian's father. Yeah, um, Christian but, Walker's father, Herschel Walker, the NFL uh, bobsledder, you know what I'm saying, uh, yeah. Olympian. Um, you know, Herschel Walker, who, who outside of sports, who knows what he's done? Who knows anything about that guy? Um, you know, Raphael Warnock is a, a pastor. He's a family man. Um, he is somebody with the, with the moral compass. He has integrity. Um, uh, this man takes care, literally takes care of his community, um, is a service to God, which, you know, America, uh, you know, and God, we trust, you know, and all of our money. Um, so if, if that's not your first round draft pick, I don't know what, um, and, and let's just be honest, Mitch McConnell doesn't give a damn about, um, he doesn't give a damn about, uh, uh, Herschel Walker. He only endorsed Herschel Walker because he's running as a, as a conservative Republican and he's a black man running against another black man. It'll also give conservatives a talking point saying, oh, we got two black men running against each other and you're not going to vote for it. No, it's really not about color. It's about a moral, it's about your, your moral compass and where you align yourself with. So if I'm going to align myself with a, a man that uh, has a really, really bad history, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to lie myself. Uh, Raphael Warnock is, has been doing an amazing job. He's been speaking for the people. And that's going to mean, why not? You know, Herschel Walker, Herschel Walker, I mean, we look into his track record and man, now this is not nothing to do with his mental illness because I really do hope he is receiving the, you know, the proper care in order to help him, you know, work through that. Um, but this man has done some really bad stuff. Um, and so I'm just not anybody who beats on women and holds guns to their bellies and stuff like that, man. And this is not hearsay. These are things that are yeah. legitimately true about Herschel Walker. And um, because he's in opposition of something that Republicans, you know, and you know that uh, this man really supported Donald Trump throughout his entire tenure. Of course, we know Christian Walker did. But anybody who has any ties to Donald Trump, they are going to endorse. It does not matter about their criminal history or their moral compass. It doesn't matter about any of that. If you align yourself with Donald Trump, they're going to support you. 
and I just cannot deal. I can't. Well, and I mean, even if, you know, let's say that, you know, we take Herschel Walker's past out of the equation. Mm -hmm. um, in, in an interview, like two months ago, I think it was, mm -hmm. uh, somebody asked him, you know, just hypothetically, you know, if, if you were elected to the Senate, would you have voted for the uh, infrastructure law? And Herschel would not, could not say either way, like yes or no. He went into this, this long explanation about how the interviewer had to have been like an Alabama fan and why so on and so forth. It was yes. very bizarre. Mm -hmm. so let me ask you a question yeah. um would you ever consider running i have thought about running quite very often i have thought about running for public office oh my god um, so many times, um, I know that there would be things that I would do. I probably would get in trouble with my mouth because I feel like certain people don't, they run with good intentions, but they, there's no really solid, um, follow through. Um, and so like, you know, um, there is no follow through with what they plan on doing for the people. Sorry if I seem distracted, but there's no <laughs> solid follow through with people. And so like, here's my thing. If you go to Washington, D.C. and you become corrupted and you were not the person that we thought you were and you ran, you know, you ran on uh, selling us a bunch of wolf tickets. And that's just something that I that I can't get with. Um, and I just don't appreciate at all. Um, but I do think about running all the time, man, because I just want to be like AOC is like my inspiration. man. she's really good. She was getting a little rogue there for a minute, but she's like the example of like yeah i would like to run with that kind of fierceness and that mouth of hers oh i have i like her a lot I'd like to dive into my inbox and pull out a bleh, a letter from a <laughs> listener words are hard um this week's letter comes to us from uh, Tammy in Savannah. Um, I'm just going to preface this with um, having read Tammy's email. While I'm, I'm glad that uh, she wrote in and she listened to the show, I, I'm going to assume Tammy's a white woman. Um, okay. Because Tammy's question is... Is TikTok really as problematic as people say? I have never seen it. Wow. That's a that's a very good question with multiple answers to that question. Because it's not just a yes or no. Because I left Facebook and haven't been back to Facebook since the panorama kicked off. So the pandemic kicked off um racial tensions were extremely high on facebook i think that was around the time of ahmaud Arbery. um and so i was like i can't do this anymore so i left facebook to come to TikTok to dance and i was like this is where it's at 
and I got to TikTok. I wanted to know like, how do I get my blue check mark? You know, do I do all the trends and the renegades and whatnot? You know, and I, I was I was extremely happy on TikTok for a very long time. I had garnered a huge following um, in a very short amount of time. Oh, to, to me, it's huge. To me, it's huge. Other people are like, man, you only had 100K. It's not that big. Anyway, I'm going to fuck what you say. That was huge for me. <laughs> um, so uh, I, to answer the question, here's where I noticed that TikTok was, was, was beginning to look toxic to me. It was when I would see creators of color, BIPOC, um, Black, Indigenous, you know, people of color. BIPOC creators would create the trends, the dances, the, the styles, the clothes, the way they talk, um, the, the content. They would do the comedy, the jokes, the talent, and they would get zero views, they would get low views, their, they would, their likes to their views would get taken away by TikTok's algorithm. However, it's embedded inside the algorithm. Um, when it comes down to dancing and females, uh, women, um, what a white uh, content creator on TikTok will do, dancing or twerking, you know, shaking, um, shaking that thing. And I'm not complaining because I look at it all. So, um, yeah, I don't discriminate. I'm an equal opportunity employer. Um, so um, I I noticed that what the what white dancers will do, TikTok will not only allow it to stay on the For You page, um, they will boost it. Uh, and some to the point where they garner millions of followers and then next week they're verified. But a BIPOC, Black Indigenous people of color create content creators will get on and do their twerking or their dancing or they'll show, you know, they're celebrating their body so they want to flaunt what they got. They'll get banned due to multiple community guideline violations or their, their video under review. Yeah, yes. Or hold on, there. see, there you go, Greg. That's the money right there. There has been multiple times where I have tried to upload a video, for instance, um, a child goes missing or something like that. And um, TikTok will place it under review immediately before even one view is even on there. And I'm just like, this is about saving a child's life. So let's just say TikTok puts the review, puts the video under review for 14 hours. Well, how do you know that my video couldn't have reached someone who just saw that girl at a gas station or something in like what, Pumice, Montana or whatever, and I could have saved her life, but you suppressed my video. Meanwhile, Joe Dirt over here, whatever can flash... <laughs> Can can flash his his tallywhacker, freaking flaccid bubblegum looking tallywhacker, and you know he boosts it because of the engagement. I guess people are going up to the page trying to see if this thing is real or not. But yeah, TikTok is very problematic due to double standards. Something something I noticed like and never never sat right in in my soul um and this is like from from the moment that i joined tiktok and it's it's not really something that tiktok as, as an app as a company can control but when you have white creators lip syncing to like the voice of a black man or a black woman that mm -hmm. something about that and it and it's something that i never did mm -hmm. and still will not do but it just it, it 
it, it doesn't sit right with me. Well, I'm going to tell you something, though. It's 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 gotten to the point where now content creators are really starting to not only speak up, but they're suing people for taking their voice. Um, I know there's a there is a verified creator on here. What's his name? Last name is Johnson. Um, he does voiceovers. Everyone uses this is this is a work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's 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 serious about his. That's how he makes his living. And people take his audios and his voice all the time, and they'll tweak it or they'll use it for their own stuff. And they and their videos go viral. He loses out on monetary gains because that's his voice. They're not even giving him credit, saying, "Hey, I took your voice, your words." Same thing with Sakithia on here with that motivation for that ass. Um, her with the Alexa blast that gangster shit from the 90s so I can recite every lyric where if it where you know they took that audio and it went super viral you know a white content creator took that audio went super viral not only on TikTok but Instagram and I'll tell you what Monica from you know Monica and Brandy Monica the boys yeah. Monica found that video from Sakithia and she put it on her Instagram. Leslie Jones, the Ghostbuster, put it on her Instagram. Viola Davis. So people are starting to really look at these creators and giving them their due. I just saw Jalea Harmon. Jalea Harmon is, was at the time a 13-year-old Black girl who created the Renegade dance, but nobody yeah. knew that Jalea Harmon created that dance. And by the time that they figured out that it was not Addison Ray or Charlie D'Amelio who created that dance. They had already taken up and soaked up all of the endorsements that belong really essentially to Jalea Harmon, you know? And now I saw her yesterday, which made me so happy. She's on a sponsored ad on TikTok doing T-Mobile. I'm just like, this is where it's, this is where it's at, Greg. Like when people have heart, like if you're, when you're podcast, Let's just say people say, oh, I like Greg's stuff. I want to make him mainstream. I want him to, you know, I would expect for people to pay you for your hard work, Greg. I wouldn't, right. I wouldn't dare dream of somebody coming and just taking it away from you. So, sorry, that was long-winded. No, no, not at all. Um, it, it reminds me of, um, and I, I can't think of what uh, that child's name is, uh, the the little girl who got clowned mercilessly and very well deserved um, because she went on Jimmy Fallon and Addison did Ray. just okay yeah just it was Addison just and Addison the yes glorious saltine yes. versions of TikTok dances yeah that, yeah let me tell you Addison Ray went okay so let's just for all transparency let's just go ahead and. I don't know who's listening. Maybe Addison's listening. Addison, hey, um, let's just be clear for tr complete transparency. Addison Ray did not go on there to do anything about TikTok. It was about promoting her. Uh, I guess she had launched a, a single or something like that. Yeah. So this she or a book or something. And so she had done some commercials. She's really separating herself from like the teenage look of TikTok. So her whole business on there was to promote herself, Addison Ray, not necessarily a TikTok. But while she was there, she's known for TikToking. So she yeah. did some of the dances. 
what they should have done is at least put on the captions dance created by or content yeah. original content created something to acknowledge the and you know addison she's not dumb you're not getting a pass at this addison ray you knew you fucking knew <laughs> You knew who those dances belonged to, and yet you said nothing to suggest, let's just give proper credit. So she dropped, and look, my video went viral. My video addressing Jimmy Fallon went fucking viral, Greg, do you hear me? So, and you better believe Jimmy Fallon didn't say a motherfucking word to me, but you know he saw that shit, my guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I thought at least, so he did, I mean, I wish he would have flown those dancers out there, yeah. But he did give them a part on the show to highlight these people of color that created these dances, you know what I'm saying? And didn't and weren't given the proper credit. So when you're when you're when your listener is writing a letter and she's like, is TikTok really problematic or toxic? It can be for a certain for a certain demographic of people. For other folks, you may not, if you don't experience it, you will be asking these types of questions because then again, it goes into the social construct or it goes into like, yeah, social construct. It goes into also what we now have, what now has become a societal norm for, um, for let's just say um, people of color, black people to not have um, the same opportunities. And when, when I say that, I, let's just highlight what I just touched on with Jalea Harmon and Charlie D'Amelio and um, Addison Ray. Were the opportunities the same? No, they were not the same because the original, the, uh, the original content creator was robbed of all of these potential opportunities by these white content creators who knew, they fucking knew that those <laughs> dances, that the renegade did not belong to them. You know, so I hope that provides some sort of insight to your listener. Uh, is it Tina? Hey, Tammy. Tina. Tammy. Tammy. It was Tammy. My bad, Tammy. And I think, like, you know, coming from a, a content creator's perspective, a lot of it also has to do with, like, you know, who follows you and who you follow mm -hmm. because like mm -hmm. for for me on my page you know i do the news drop five or six headlines based on you know whatever's happening mm -hmm. that day with mm -hmm. some some music under it my my demographic my core group of followers are you know black women of a mm -hmm. certain age yeah. and you know most of the people I follow are, you know, and they love you, Greg. And you know, black women of a certain age. Yeah. So it's it's easy for for me to see. Yes, there there is a grievous double standard with how the TikTok algorithm works because my for you page is the black indigenous people of color because yeah. that's who follows me. That's who I follow. Not mm -hmm. because I'm trying to like steal content or anything. Mm -hmm. Like it's, I'm drinking coffee with some pictures of headlines. Like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like, I love it though. That's like the best thing ever. And I'm going to tell you something. Whenever I see you come on my For You page, Greg, it is just like without saying a single solitaire, a single word, the level, the, the pettiness that radiates from my phone screen to my face. <laughs> 
hello and it's like he's enjoying every savoring every sip of whatever delectableness is inside that cup while posting it and, and if it's really juicy i can tell because your smirk gets really really hot the the pet the more petty the news article the higher your smirk gets and i don't know if anybody's ever told you that but i can tell when you really enjoy <laughs> posting a specific or a particular article i can tell because you lean back and, you, and when, then when you're you do the eyebrow hike I, I love it, man. It's amazing. I love watching your content. And it was like, you know, and we both just recently like relaunched yeah. um, our TikTok pages. Like for me, it was, you know, I grew up in, and so did you, we're only a couple of years apart. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we grew up in the era of, MTV News and mm -hmm. pop-up video on VH1. Oh, and I come was on, like, come through pop-up video. Yes. I was like, this is this is what's missing mm -hmm. from this app. Because there's, you know, don't get me wrong, there are other, you know, news people on TikTok. Um, Double D, for instance, is yeah. A plus top for, for me, she she's yeah. the pinnacle of being a news talker basically Love her. she's absolutely great um you know there are there are thousands of creators who deliver the news better than i do but mm -hmm. for for me and for the people that follow me you know it's more palatable because you get the day's headlines along with you know nine times out of ten some throwback cut that mm -hmm. if you hear it on the radio later in the day, you're going to remember the news. Mm -hmm. And so that- I just don't know why, I don't know why like you don't have like millions of followers. Like I just don't understand it. Do you have a unique, yeah, me, every, there's a lot of, there's thousands of political co uh, content creators out there that deliver the news, but there's not only one petty news headlines. And it's just, and you have you have delivered it in a way that I have not seen anybody else do it. Of course, there's the guy with the mug that comes up to the screen and he's like, you know, he's looking very confused as to like, you know, there's another, but there's that guy, then there's Marcus. I mean, and then there's V, but like you delivering it with that smirk, with those eyebrow raises, with your coffee cup or whatever. I think you even smoke a cigarette on one. Did you smoke a cigarette on one? Yeah. I, I, I did. And, and I got I got slacked. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because part of the new community guidelines is um, smoking and drinking, and there was, I think vaping falls in there too. It falls under yeah. dangerous acts. Mm -hmm. So, well, but here's the thing, though. TikTok did just go ahead and relaunch their their community guidelines, but let's just be honest here it seems like the sexually suggestive content has intensified i know i mentioned this earlier yeah. in the podcast but it has really intensified the dance moves are way more provocative they're showing way more skin they're being way more deliberate in which body parts they're putting on display i mean you can see the print of somebody's moose knuckle uh, you know through their through their shorts or their underwear because they've hiked them up so freaking high you know um I, I, the, the guys are still there. They've gone back to, you know, fluffing themselves before they go on camera, just so you can see their print and their, and their, in their pants and shorts. And I'm just like, 
and I look at the, and I've downloaded these videos. I've taken screenshots because I need to show TikTok whenever I have the opportunity to talk to them. Listen, you said this would violate your community guidelines. You said that you were revamping your community guidelines and coming down on these people really harder, but you're not because this got 54 million views. And something I've noticed since the revamp of the community guidelines, um, the number of porn bots mm -hmm. that follow has mm -hmm. like, I'm getting four and five every day. Yeah. And then I've also noticed that there's a lot of uh, OnlyFans creators and no disrespect to them, you know, yeah. make your money. That's yeah. none of my business. Yeah. Uh, do no harm, take no shit. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're slipping through, whereas, you know, I had a video pulled because I was smoking a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. No, I, it's not just OnlyFans content creators. It's Pornhub. Pornhub. Like, what's her name? Uh, Malika Keo Lifa, whatever her name is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I never seen her. I've never watched her stuff. Um, but she's on TikTok. Uh, Abigail Danger is on TikTok. Um, and, and it's not that they can't have a TikTok, but if you're trying to cultivate an environment that's safe for children, you know that people are talking about their videos in those comments. Are you, have you, have you uh, constructed a different algorithm that prevents children of a certain age um, to not have access to these videos or to keep them separate on this realm of TikTok or this realm, I highly doubt it because these kids are engaging with these folks. And like I, like we said earlier, sex workers, I love them. Content creators on OnlyFans, love them. Get your bag, get your bag because a lot of them are some sexy ass motherfucking people, man. And I'm gonna tell, I, and from the bottom of my song, I wanna thank them for many, many nights that, you know, <laughs> they have provided such entertainment for me. Um, but, you know, but when we're talking about TikTok and the environment that they would try and, and cultivate, let's say it's wholesome, it's a family, it's not. Well, and I, you know, I'm, I'm old enough to remember when, you know, we had our, you know, our link trees. If you tap somebody's link tree, it flagged it as like, um, like potentially harmful yeah. information. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, and there used to be a, like if there was something particularly like dangerous or mm -hmm. like not safe for work, there used to be a warning that popped mm -hmm. up. Yeah. And you would have to like click, yes, I want to watch this video. No, I don't want to yeah. watch this video. Yeah. I, you know, now I'm seeing I'm seeing shit that used to get flagged for that. Yeah, and it's and it's just everywhere. It's yeah. everywhere. And but here's the thing: Am I complaining that it's there? No. What yes. I'm complaining about is the double standard that you will hold certain content creators to while you yeah. boost these folks over here. And let's just be honest: You're boosting them, and they are making money, and that is a problem because if you won't boost me or my people or people that look like me for simply saying hey listen my black life matters but you'll boost this 
content creator over here who's of a lighter skin tone or a white person over here that you say violates your community guidelines, but they get a pass and exception and concession, get out of here. Yeah. And and I know Vanessa Pappas, she I know shit. she comes, yeah, I, I call her <laughs> Justin Bieber. <laughs> that haircut, man, her haircuts are community guidelines violations. I mean, and, you know, let's, while, while, while we're talking about people getting paid and, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't worry about anybody's money but my own. Yeah. But, you know, it, it would be remiss of us not to, you know, warn people who may be coming up on that 10,000 follower mark. You know, they're mm -hmm. like, ooh, I'm going to get in the creator fund. Fucking don't. It, yeah. it will kill your views. It, mm -hmm. You will make, like, you know, the people that do make money off the creator fund are mm -hmm. people, the, the blue checks and the people who have hundreds of millions of followers because they're generating enough views and shit yeah. to mm -hmm. make money. But like- Do you know what I made in the creator fund for two years? You know how much money I made in the creator fund after being in there for two years? $40. What? $40. See, like, the, the first month I was in the creator fund, I think I made like $100. But like, we were we were in the height of a, of election season. Yeah. Like, you know, I was firing out videos every 15 minutes because yeah. headlines kept rolling through. Yeah. But like, once the election was over, mm -hmm. I was making pennies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, I mean, I would much rather I would much rather have petty news headlines. Is that how you say it, right? Petty. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. <laughs> I would much rather see you come across my for you page than, you know, and that's just I guess it's just my preference. But I think that content creators such as yourself need more exposure. I think TikTok really needs to push you guys through the algorithm. Um I I I would be I would be surprised like I've since I since I've started or relaunched my TikTok, I think I only have like me. But that's crazy, though. I've never gained followers this fast um, in two days since I started posting two days ago. Um, 600 followers. That's crazy. Um, so I can almost imagine that if I continue to post videos and put videos out there, um, TikTok will because I was shocked my first, in my old account. I just did a reaction video, 4.1 million views. And it just, from there, it was just like out of nowhere. And I hope I get that again. I just don't, I'm just not gonna be the call out person. Yeah. If you are racist, then you're a racist piece of shit and you're gonna have to live life like that. Um, and you can take that to the bank. And you can take that to the bank, baby. That's what <laughs> I say, baby. You can take that to the bank. Um, I really hope that, you know, are you promise you're gonna have me back on the show? Yeah, of course. I mean, probably probably not this show because this is the last season of this show. Um, yeah. This show, <laughs> this show goes away. But I will have you on other shows. I've got other shows. Yeah, yeah. I I want to say that next time we we come back, we'll take a look at my follower count then and see how much it's grown. Um, I'm coming up with a new way, definitely bringing some light to a bunch of like uh, content creators that go underlooked. Um, definitely black people 
Black content creators. I definitely will highlight those more, but like people that um, have art or musicians, um, um, Let's let's talk about uh, motivational speakers um, like Sakithia or um, I mean uh, or content creators who don't have a large following but should definitely going to be highlighting those. Going to be dropping um, some um, uh, artists of the week like mainstream artists just to add that flavor, that pop culture to the page to make people feel more welcome and inviting. You can see someone's music videos. I think the first one that I'm going to drop is Bella Porch's Build a Bitch song or her music video. Bella Porch is so fine to me. And on top of that, she's a she's a military combat veteran. How about is that? Is she really? Yeah, she I didn't is. Know that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bella Porch served her country. She is a combat veteran. Um, and I was just like, nobody has cuffed you. Nobody has wifed you up. I mean, she probably doesn't even want to. She just wants to live her best life. You know what I'm saying? And by all means, please do. But Bella, if you're out there, baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely going to be doing that. Um, there's also, um, I will be doing, I'm definitely going to uh, jumpstart this weekend will be my, my series. I'm doing, I think I'm doing like 10 videos of how to vote, where to go vote, what to look for, voter registration, the laws that prohibit certain things. I mean, definitely gonna kick it in overdrive because we are looking here in, for Greg Abbott here in Texas, he's got to, you know, he's going up against Beto O'Rourke again. And so that is gonna be a very, very interesting race. Um, they rejected over 13% of mail-in ballots. Um, the, yeah, that's, that's pretty significant. So definitely gonna be doing a lot of that on my page. I. I feel like Beto's, Beto's got the momentum right now that he didn't have when he ran for Senate. Like, Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. But also, I think what is, what is helping him this go-round is that um, he did run for president. Now he's got national name recognition. So mm -hmm. people are like, I know who that is. Yeah, I like them. I'm gonna yeah. throw him some money. Beto is like the Excalibur that Texas needs. Yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that when we first were introduced to Beto, it was just like we really just needed to get people out um, that were that were not for the people. One thing, especially that's going that's gonna work in Beto's benefit this this uh, race is it's not only the liberals or you know democrats that are just backing him it's also some conservative republicans behind closed doors that do not like greg abbott's abortion laws or his bans against uh contracept contracept contraceptives like the plan b pill and stuff like that yeah. um or his plan to eradicate that they're also going to vote for beto o'rourke and they may not say it publicly but greg you bet your ass yeah they're gonna go in and vote in booths them voting booths and show their whole ass. You better yep. believe that. Mm -hmm. And I'm here for it all day, every day. Cause I thought I took a look at Greg Abbott and maybe this is me from judging a book from his cover. Cause every person I've met that has been like disabled in a wheelchair, they've been really, really sweet. And this guy, I don't know what, I just assumed and I assumed so wrong. Yeah, I, I, cause I mean, I, I thought he was a good guy. I, until recently, did not realize he was in a wheelchair. Oh yeah, I, I I didn't notice that until the freeze here in Texas two years ago or a year ago, two years ago, year ago, and um, 
and then he got on news and was talking about how you know what we're doing what he's doing to try and help the, you know his fellow texans out and i was just like oh wow this guy's in a wheelchair didn't know and then i did yeah. then i did a uh some research i think he was in an act a really bad accident a really bad accident so he's wheelchair bound but nonetheless all that aside you know I, he's that doesn't that person. doesn't make him a better person because mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. I, you would think that, and I'll tell you why I, I thought that. Because when you're when when things in life happen to you, nine times out of ten, some people will reflect. And if you were one way before and it wasn't right, and your moral compass wasn't aligned like it should be, then you're brought to a place of humility um, and humbleness, you know. And so. Um, and, and you learn to have a newfound appreciation for life, a new insight to life. Um, and I guess from my personal experience and engaging with folks that have experienced such tragedies or hardships in their lives where they have been brought down to such a level to do that self-reflecting, I feel like that did not happen with Greg Abbott. And for some reason, maybe something happened to him that has hardened him so to where he does not necessarily have any empathy for your fellow man period no matter if they're american or not but i mean you're making decisions as a man for for women to lose control over their bodies and you have no empathy for that what about the 13 or the 10 year old girl who gets raped um and they need some help with with going processing that and needing the medical attention and you you've taken all that from them so where is your humility for your fellow man? And if you're so patriotic, what, where is your appreciation for your fellow American? Like, so yeah, sorry, that was long-winded too. <laughs> and I mean, in, you know, in, in all fairness, another example of what you just said is uh, Congressional Representative Madison Cawthorn. <laughs> My God, my God. That yeah. man right there, I, I don't know what it is. Women love him because he's just so cute. But they take that that shell and they're just like, oh, he's awesome. No, you think he's awesome looking. But that man is like, he's not kosher. He's no. not kosher. Um, and, and like the whole the whole story with like that came out now that um, his his wife has left him about how they met like mm. that shit does not pass the smell test like <laughs> it doesn't smell mm, it doesn't what great way you say that it again it does not pass the smell <laughs> test like love it like you you're telling me that this guy emailed you to enter like some kind of like bodybuilding contest or something and you mm -hmm. met him in a casino in Russia, and he introduced you to this woman who you then married, and eight months later, y'all are getting divorced after you've been elected to the United States Congress? That says SPY all over that. SPY, I spy with my bionic eye. Yeah. Hello? Mm. They better believe, man. That if that doesn't say espionage stamped all over that, like that's a, this series that's a, of red flags. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
red red flags. I mean, let me tell you something. There, if 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 he has not gone, if, the, if people aren't looking into the type of relationship that is, who she is, where she's tied to, who her family is, so on and so forth, I feel so sorry for for America because if that doesn't say look at this man look at this man I don't know what Greg come on now man we're come on we grown ass men right we like, grown ass men like you ain't trying to play don't play us don't play us for the okie doke like I, he might as well have opened an email from a Nigerian prince and bought fifteen thousand dollars worth of Amazon the, gift not cards. the letters from like, Nigeria <laughs> <laughs> like come on dude Hey, no, can I tell you something though? I back in the day, like I was really hurting for money. I was struggling so, so, so bad. I'm not rich now, but I'm not where I was then either. But when I got those letters in, I was so naive and I was like, oh my God, I'm rich. Somebody wants to give me some money. And my mom was like, boy, if you don't sit your ass down somewhere, like, like you're about to get you your ass now. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, I swear. I was so, people called me a blonde and this is no hate to any blondes, but you know how they have that stereotype of like, you know, dumb blonde or whatever. Like Courtney, yeah. you're, so, you're so naive, you're so, and that's probably why my heart's been broken so many times by so many different people because I just fell for like the, I thought you cared about me. I thought you loved oh, me. No. Oh, yeah, dude, and no, I'm telling you, that's no. another segment we gotta talk about is self-esteem. Because when people see me uh, on camera on TikTok, they see like this guy who is full of confidence. Some people say I'm good looking. I don't think I'm good looking at all. Um, they think I'm, I am none of that behind the camera. I am not. I am a person that, I don't know. Like I said, I don't think I'm attractive. I don't think I will ever find love. I don't think that nobody will come in like, or it will be interested. And it's not me being on a piss pot. It's just having those, having certain things happen to you over and over again, just like it hurts, bro. Yeah. I, so, but you, I'll let you be my therapist on another, on another episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, just as, as, as somebody who considers themselves your friend and is concerned about you, you, you haven't like bought crypto and M NFTs or anything, have you? No. Like, we're, we're, okay. Okay. All right. No. I, just, <laughs> I stay away from that sure. stuff. Yeah. No, I stay away from that stuff because I was like, I'm not sure about all of these, like these currencies just spontaneously appear out of nowhere, and then people get all of this money from them, like the Dogecoin, like the Dogecoin, like how, what, what how is that? What, I, but people are getting paid money. They're getting paid money for this. Like I don't even know how that works. I I, I don't either. I don't I don't know a lot about it. But, Me um, either. You know I'm I'm old school. I you know I I have my debit card. I have my credit cards. I you mm -hmm. know that's that's enough digital transactions for me. Mm -hmm. um, but like I saw I saw a thing the other day where um, it was a graph that showed. Uh, the 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 searches for like crypto and NFTs and all that, and in yeah. like the last two months, it's just completely dropped oh, off. Like nobody's looking into it. Um, so if wow. you are like me and somewhat anti crypto, anti NFT, you know we're we're about to be free from from all the 
the wow. emails and the the Instagram followers because if one more fucking crypto I see, they are the worst. Oh my God. Follow hey, hey man, I'm making money. I guess you would you be interested? Oh, I'm not interested. No. Look, I still get the phone calls of the people who are trying to get me to talk about to try and get in touch with me to talk about my car's extended warranty. <laughs> um, I don't get the knocks on the door anymore about the you know, have you heard of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? I don't get those, but I definitely get the phone calls for the extended warranty and the cryptocurrency. People follow me on Instagram. Um, I instantly block them. The porn bots follow me on TikTok. Um, I let them stay. Yeah, because it's a it's a following. Yeah, that follow, that follow, follow count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that follow count. Um, as long as you're not, you know, fucking up my videos, and you know, we all good. I'll let you stay. Yeah. But just know, if I if I smell if I smell you stinking, I'm coming to delete your ass. Block. Yeah. I yeah. feel like you know we're we're like two weeks away from. Putin just you know coming out and being like look the only reason we're in Ukraine is we were trying to reach them about their car's extended warranty you, you know what <laughs> you know what Greg I'm not dealing with you today man hey <laughs> I, I don't know what that guy and listen and, and, and rumor has it word on the street okay listen to this word on the street is Putin's asking other people for their military equipment their shit do you hear me? Because his shit's so fucking old. He didn't invest the he didn't invest the time and the money to keep. How are you invading people's shit from fucking world with World War Two shit? Yeah, your tanks are falling apart. The Ukrainian civilians are jacking your trained soldiers. You've got, you've got fucking Ukrainian farmers in their tractors, like carjacking your tanks, dude. Yeah. Yeah, look, I saw that. I and I saw them driving the tanks. It's not just one tank. These are multiple fucking tanks. Do you hear me, Greg? On top of that, this man is literally asking other countries for their shit. China ain't giving you shit because if you China sell, like, yeah, full, full Mariah Carey and went. I don't, I don't know her. Man, do you hear me, Greg? When I when I read that they were that when I read that Putin was asking other countries for uh, military equipment so that he can continue his invasion of Ukraine. I was like, man, just tell your people to go to fuck home, my guy. Right. Tell them to go home. You got Ukrainians, your soldiers are falling in love and abandoning their position and staying in Ukraine. They, you had a, a Russian soldier get fed by this, this Ukrainian girl. He ended up abandoning the Russian military and marrying the Ukrainian. Like, this just happened. My my favorite news story will always be like right in the very beginning of all this. Um, there was a story that broke that um, the Ukrainians were using Grinder to track the Russian soldiers. And I was I'm like, bitch, don't what? do that to me. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me, girl. Hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Not y'all on the grind. <laughs> and 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 we would we would be remiss if in this talk of Ukraine and Russia, if we did not mention the just absolute badass grandmother who walked up to a Russian soldier 
and handed him the sunflower seeds and was like, put these in your pocket. So when you die on our land, sunflowers will grow. I was Yo, like, I are, saw they that. are fucking built different over there, man. Yeah, I was going to say, man, hey, when I saw that video and the and she did and she handed him them fucking seeds, I was like, yeah, that's like a definitely fuck you and the horse you rode in on, man, type shit. Yeah. That is some Freddy versus Jason type shit. Or did you have you seen the video of the Ukrainian man? Walking a fucking landmine across the street with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, I like, saw it, like that. it's no yeah. big deal. Yeah, and I saw, I, I saw, I also saw. Well, number one, can we talk about their fucking badass president? Do you hear me? That man stayed right the fuck there. Yeah, that man stayed right the fuck there. He could have. They and they offered Biden. Joe Biden offered to bring him here to the United States or bring and he him. He said. To, he said, "I don't need a riot. I need ammunition. I, like, I need ammo. Bitch. I need ammo." And I'm just like, but but this is gonna be. It's it's not it's not successful. They they crossed over the border. I mean, Russia crossed over the border, um, and 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 they didn't they really didn't do. You blew a bunch of shit up, um, but you didn't do anything. You yeah. you literally did nothing. Um, and and I'm glad that the president of I forgot how to pronounce his name, the president of Ukraine, how he addressed the issue with the um with the black citizens that were the africans yeah. that were trying to leave um and how they were being initially treated um by the by the bordering countries um and so i he addressed that very swiftly um i still do see stories of um of africans trying to leave um and for the life of me man i just i don't understand like because Why? white I, people will always find time to be racist. Doesn't matter what the fuck is happening in the world, white people will always find the time to be racist. I mean, those are those are literally college students. Those are kids. Yeah. That are that studying, and 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 just to be to be perfectly honest, I don't see what has happened so bad that black people have done to be unanimously like hated all over the entire globe. Like I, I don't I don't because if we look at if we look at the origins of each type of demographic, each, you know, ethnicity, like if we're going to wage, if we're going to weigh atrocities, I mean, let's start right there in Europe. Let's just start right freaking there. If we just want to pinpoint like and weigh the violence against people. That's why I can't stand it when people compare Black Lives Matter to the, the KKK. I hate that. You tell me when Black people are starting to hang people from trees. Tell me at what point in time did Black people hang people from trees or burn their bodies and throw them into the river? When did a Black woman say that this, that this boy whistled at her and now he is being drugged from the river? You give me a point in time where any of that has happened, where Black people have done that, to you and are still doing it to this day, please do that. And I, I for the, it's, it really, it hurts because it's not true. You just want to make a false comparison. Yeah. Well, Anyways, I went deep. It's, 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 you know, it goes back to um, that quote that, you know, white people should be lucky that, you know, black people want equity and not revenge. Mm -hmm. Like that's, and it's, it's and I think a, that I think that. that if people were given that equity, 
the United States of America would seriously be the United States of America. I mean, I mean, yeah. let's just start at, I mean, since we're here on this continent, let's just look at the indigenous population, how, you know, they, they were treated, you know, the native Americans are owed a hell of a lot. Their treaty is still being violated to this day. Like when, when Donald Trump did this uh, rally at Mount Rushmore, that was a violation of a, of a live active current treaty. Yeah. And, and it was just looked at as, oh, nothing's going to happen. And that was just such a slap in the face of the indigenous folks. They don't have running water on the res. Like, it's just. It's, it's funny that you mention uh, Mount Rushmore because about a week ago, um, I had a dream that I had been elected president. And hey, my, good time. My, my first executive order was to blow the faces off of Mount Rushmore. Mm. That would be like the 4th of July. Man, let me tell you something. If that was there ever happened, boy, the 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 amount that the conservatives would blow a freaking gasket. And it's not about it's not about erasure of history. It's not about patriotism. You want a symbol of whiteness. Yeah. You want as many symbols of whiteness and white white supremacy to be to be plastered all over this country. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when people talk about, you know, um, erasing history, well, well, you're not really talking about erasure here, are we? Let's just be perfectly honest, Greg. They're, what they're talking about is critical race theory. Yep. You want critical race theory to be taught, but you want the white part of critical race theory to be taught. You don't want your kids or their kids to grow up knowing what the hell you and your parents did to black people or to Native American and indigenous folks or immigrants coming in here. Because let's be honest as well. When the Irish came over here, they were called names. When they were called names and treated like shit, when uh, um, the Italians came over here, they were called names and treated like shit. You know what I'm saying? hands down, I believe that Black people were treated the worst um, here with Native Americans. That's what I believe. Now, I'm not saying one person's plight is greater or bigger than the other, but what we when we look at actual history and they talk yeah. about, well, we shouldn't get rid of the statues of the Confederacy. No, put them in a the museum. Continue to teach that critical race theory. Right. You know, they're not being honest with themselves of what you really want is to, you want to talk about critical race theory. You don't want to talk about Black critical race theory mm -hmm. yep. i mean did i just come with it greg i think i came with it there oh yeah oh yes <laughs> i'm full of myself <laughs> so we have now now mm -hmm. that we've like veered all the way around i am and, so sorry <laughs> if <laughs> no, no, no 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 i'm not i'm not at all mm. we've we've taken the scenic route yes to... <laughs> yes uh, we have come to the point in the show where I play a game with all of my guests. Um, I have before me just 15 completely fucking random questions. Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> you go. down to play? Yes, let's play. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. What was your first job ever? Oh, okay. So my first job ever was, oh, a Captain D's, Captain D's Seafood Restaurant. Um, I was 14 years old in the state of Virginia, had to be 14, get a work permit, and I was so happy. But while I was there, I sampled so much good shit, so much food, man. I was, 
Courtney, did you or Jerry's? Did you did you pay for that? And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I did. But Captain D's, yes. Dude, Favorite. I I keep malt vinegar in my in my house. It, it's so it's something I I enjoy it on French fries. I you know on any potato type thing. Mm. The so Captain good. D's malt vinegar hits different. <laughs> there's something about it that is not not the same as the malt vinegar that comes out of the bottle in my refrigerator man the captain d's seafood malt vinegar look you just sprinkle that shit all over just <laughs> sprinkle 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 it all over the fuck everything and you just just like 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 you just yeah. eat every, you just want to just it's all over your fingers you're licking your fingers it's just delicious so yeah captain d's definitely was my first job and was my what would be my favorite job next yeah next the army uh what is your guilty pleasure god man um i want to say whenever i do get out i do a lot of retail therapy um but i i love shopping i should be saving the money greg i should be <laughs> saving the money i should i don't go out and buy like i've had this iphone for like three years but um, I don't go out and buy jewelry. I don't go, but I will go buy shoes. I will go buy a shirt. Like I bought this shirt today, but I bought it from <laughs> Ross and it was $9. So that's not that's too not bad. bad. But if that's I see, but if I see a shirt like this, like this cardigan came from old Navy, like three years ago and I wear it because it's comfy and I look good in it. So I have that cardigan actually. Do you really? I do. It's great. It feels great. I washed it yesterday too, and I hung it out to dry. But yeah, shopping is definitely one of my guilty pleasures. Mm-hmm. One yeah, of my appropriate I, guilty pleasures. <laughs> I fucked around and um, got a credit card for um, the store that I work at. Oh, um, yeah, uh, but I mean, you know, it'll be all right. You'll be all right. It'll be all right. They can just yeah. take it out of my paycheck or whatever. Oh, Lord. So if aliens landed on Earth tomorrow and offered to take you with them, would you go? No. Really? I would not go. I would not go. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know you people. Um, well, they wouldn't be people. I don't know there would be aliens. But um, I do. I got a kid, man. I can't. I can't. I can't leave them. I got a mom. I, I, I don't, it would be great. Now it's great to know that we're not alone. Um, how do I know when you get there, you're not going to abuse me sexually. Um, (laughs) you know, sticking tentacles in places and things. I don't know that I'm not going with you. I'm saying right here. Okay. I'm locking everything down. Chastity belt. (laughs) (laughs) And, and I mean, to be fair, the people who have appeared on the show, um, any of them that have said yes, there's always been some sort of modifier. It's, mm-hmm. well, I'll go, but what do the aliens look like? Mm-hmm. So like if, it, if we're talking more like E.T. and ALF, yeah, absolutely I'll go. But if we're talking like Predator and like from the aliens movies, fuck no, I'm out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Those people are no fucking good. Yeah, we all like them. Yeah. Whitney or Mariah? Whitney Houston. Hands down. That is that is the correct answer. 
That is that, that is the correct. Uh, Greg, you know what? You're so petty. <laughs> you know what? I'm sick of you already. <laughs> so one of one of the other shows that I host is 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 a music show, and um, one of one of the questions is, um, what is the greatest song from a film soundtrack? And you know every Bodyguard. every. Everybody says it's I Will Always Love You from The Bodyguard. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I have a deep love for Whitney Houston. And mm -hmm. with all due respect to my guests, past and future, um, the correct answer to that question is uh, the Lauren Hill and Tanya Blunt version of His Eyes on the Sparrow from Sister Act 2. For, come on, come that on, is, come on. That is the correct answer come to that on. question. Come on, hey, can I sing? Wait, yes. now, that's so, <laughs> that was so, when I, let me, let me confession time, confession, two, two seconds. When I was a kid, I vowed, do you hear me? I was in the fourth grade and I vowed that I vowed that I would um, marry Lauren Hill when I grew up. And that never fucking happened, Greg. That never fucking happened. I mean, to 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 be to be fair though, you know, you probably got the better end of that deal because you don't need those tax problems. She got tax issues. Oh, she, she went to jail. She was in jail. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't get why famous people don't pay their taxes. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, you've got you've got people. There, there, there's not somebody. Mm. Not somebody who's who's got TurboTax on their laptop I, or something. That, yeah, you know what? Uh, uh, when they say I can get my girl down the street or Day and them to do. The taxes, mm-mm, well, I got 15000 back. Yeah, how? How did you get 15000 back? You think that's not going to be like a, a thing? <laughs> like, the, they're not looking for that? Hello, audit. Like, yeah. You, yeah. You don't think the IRS is coming for you? Fifteen grand, Really? And you're the mom 15, of three? Fifteen grand because you, you claimed your three kids and, and the dog and the kids of the lady that you babysit for on the weekends, mm -hmm. and your mom, and... Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you could, speaking of um, tax fraud, um, if uh, you could commit any crime and get away with it, what would it be? Oh, Lord. Probably robbing a bank. Robbing a bank. That's a victimless crime. Invincibility or in invisibility, just go in there when they're closed and just be able to walk through the walls. Like I would even be an X Men too, so I can walk through walls or whatever um, while I'm invisible. And then just load the money up in in my invisibly cloaked vehicle and just drive the fuck off, man. Drive the fuck off. Move to to Tijuana or somewhere or somewhere somewhere in the Shire out there in, in Ireland or whatever. And just live off the fucking money. I would have. I would. I would not. Then with that money, Greg, I would get currency from every fucking major place around the world, and just have go bags. Go go. I mean, need to be able to move. You know, I right. learned. That, I learned that from Hawkeye and Black Widow. Yeah. 
I like I I always I always hate like those questions from people on social media where they're like, if if you won the lottery, would you still go to work? Um, if I won the lottery, I would disappear off the face of the fucking planet. Yeah. I got no friends, no relatives, no phone. Y'all, yes. y'all would never hear from me again. Really? Yo, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would probably <laughs> come back up in like 10 years with like a new name and half a new face or some shit. Half a new <laughs> face? <laughs> Don't ask me for a motherfucking thing. Not a damn right. dime. So what is a film that most people hated, but that you just absolutely loved? Mm, I don't know. Growing up, my family really wasn't a Jim Carrey type family, but I love Jim Carrey. So anything Jim Carrey, um, especially Ace Ventura, my mama loathes Ace Ventura, a pet detective character. She does not like Ace Ventura. She loves Jim Carrey. Because, um, I mean, you know, we grew up on, in Living Color. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, um, so... Fire Marshal Bill. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. So, so, Jim, so I'm going to say Ace Ventura, but I don't know. There's an old movie called The Forbidden Dance. Um, and okay. it's about this Brazilian princess who comes up to, like, California or something from the rainforest and she hooks up with this American, white American dude. I think her name is like Nisa or something. And my family hated that movie. But my mom just thought I was like watching it because I was getting like some sexual kicks out of it or whatever. I'm like, I mean, it's a good, it, aside from the fact that I'm a young boy and I'm watching this Brazilian girl, sh- like with this red and black dress on looking so fine, you know, but it's a good. It was a good fucking movie. My my whole family hated it. And I I fucking loved it. I loved it just like my family hated Married with Children. But I loved that show. See, for me, it's it's Super Mario Brothers. Ooh, the Goombas. Yeah, that's <clears throat> everybody I talk to is like that movie was terrible, and I'm like, fuck you. That movie is fantastic. It's great. That's a Who great Den- movie. Dennis, Dennis who? Dennis. Dennis uh, Hopper. Hopper, yeah. He was King Cooper, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was great. And it was John Leguizamo, right? And yeah, John Leguizamo and uh I forgot the other guy's name. Shit. Uh he was he was Eddie Valiant in uh uh Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Mm. Uh, Bob Hoskins. No. Was it? I don't know. I got to Google that. Let me see. Um, I'm going to Google that. Let me check. Because that was a pretty kick-ass movie. It was. It was Bob Hoskins. Ah. Super Mario Brothers movie. I just want to see for myself. 1993. Wow. Wow. Damn. 1993. Kick ass um kick ass movie. Um and and John Leguizamo was just that was I think that was the first time that I saw him. Um because after this was the pest, right? Yeah, this I I I don't want to say this was his like 
like first huge movie, but I yeah. I think this was like his first like huge movie or mm-hmm. what was supposed to be his first yeah. movie. But I think his first like huge, huge, huge movie was uh Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, yep. Julie Newmore, when he played Chi Chi Rodriguez and Little Latin Boy in Drag, why are you crying? It's because you two are so you're so beautiful. Ha! I'm a- not going up there with you. <laughs> also a that, fantastic film very very fantastic love that movie yes i know there was um there was some talk of a remake a few years ago um, i don't i don't think it ever, i don't think it ever went like beyond um the the talking stages. she said <laughs> so patrick swayze in the movie one of my favorite lines from that movie i know it's hard you press for time but I'm, i got one, one, of my, one of my favorite lines from that movie was uh she said i just i'm just a little bit shocked and saddened i would have expected for you to uh she said something about uh, what? Uh, look, look, it. look a little less like Mom's Mabley. <laughs> yeah, like Mom's Mabley. <laughs> oh my God, I died. I died. Do you hear me? There were so many, there are so many good lines in that movie. Um, um, so many racist lines in that movie from Noxima towards Chi Chi that I, that I didn't notice until I got Oh yeah, you watch it as an adult and you go, Oh shit! Yeah, so so I, she says like when she told her to pull over the car, and she's like, "Look at it, look at it, look at it, uh, hopping out like she's hopping over the border." I was like, <laughs> oh, as a grown man, like, what the fuck was that? Like, wait a minute now, where did we go? But major surprise at the end when yeah, um, that transformation, the transformation, and then it was Chi Chi, and not one of those two, and then I was just like, oh my god! Like as like, a kid, okay, I was looking at her. Yeah, as a kid, I'm looking at John Leguizamo in this. But what I love most about that movie, they appreciated and they didn't make fun. Yep. And they showed a side from that community that humanized them, which it's a shame we have to humanize humans. But they were, but but let's get this right. People who, you know, do engage in, you know, dressing drag or whatever, they are not looked there. Some people find them scary. And I'm just like, how? Yeah. These are... They're having fun. They're living their life. They're, you know, some of their happiest times is when they're in drag because they feel like themselves. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't want to speak for them either, but I just appreciated that they didn't make fun of the drag community and that they represented. Well, and I remember um, there shortly after Tu Wong Fu came out, um, Wesley Snipes and John Leguizamo and Patrick Swayze were were on Oprah. Um, mm-hmm. For for the ch- children listening at home, back in the day, Oprah had a talk show mm-hmm. that was on every day at four p.m. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and one of one of the questions from the audience was, you know, why why there weren't like three actual drag queens cast in the film, mm-hmm. and Patrick Swayze said because if it hadn't been the three of us, this movie would not have been made. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, for the time, that's mm-hmm. absolutely a hundred percent true. Yeah. I, I think that, I think those three men embodying those that, that 
that whole movement. Like it was, it was like these three masculine, quote unquote, masculine men. And Action I say it like stars. that. Yeah, like Wesley Snipes, Patrick Swayze, John Leguizamo. Really? So you got a white man, you got a black man, you have a, a Latin, a Latina man. They are representing their communities, prospectively, um, in a way that sheds light on what goes on with these folks in drag, um, a part of the LGBTQIA plus community. Some of them, are, and it's just like, what better way to get the message out there that these folks are human than to cast these three well-respected men? I mean, yeah. Passenger 57, you got Roadhouse, and then you got freaking Super Mario, you got Luigi. I mean, come on, man, the pest. You can't get any better than that. He had, he had done um, Spawn. Like the year was the, before. Yeah, 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 yeah. But nothing, nothing will be more iconic in that film than the cameo by one RuPaul Charles as a New York drag queen named Rachel Tension oh. wearing a fucking Confederate flag gown. To this day, I didn't even know, like, okay, so back then, when I was a kid watching that, I had no idea that that was a Confederate flag. I thought it was just Star Spangled. It's another thing, yeah, mm -hmm. that you catch as an adult. Mm-hmm. I was just like, it's a Star Spangled dress that looked, fit, fit her very, very well. And I was like, oh, look, it's RuPaul, everyone. As a kid, we all knew who RuPaul was. RuPaul was a, she, well, it still is, but she was just so iconic. She's, you know, and 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 I was like, oh, it's RuPaul. I had no idea. I was like, oh, this movie's fucking great already. RuPaul's here, um, you know. So and, and, and here, let me tell you something. My dad, my brother, my my entire family—that is a household. That is a staple in our house. Is two Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julian and Laura. And for the children listening at home, RuPaul used to have a talk show on VH1 that came on late at night. She did, didn't she? Yep. With uh, wow. Michelle Visage was the co-host, and Michelle was a redhead during the run of the show. Oh Little bit oh. of trivia there. Yeah, back when Michelle had her original face. Mm. I am. Um, I'm really gonna watch. I'm gonna watch that tonight. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you can go to the next question. I'm sorry. <laughs> what is a film? that you could or have watched over and over and never get sick of? God, there's so many of them. Um, Selena, uh, Air Force yes. One. Um, uh, let's see. I mean, I could, any, any, any Jim Carrey movie. Um, my God. Well, I can't. Oh, there's a movie called Fast Forward from like 1988 or something yeah. like that, 89. Yeah. Um, um, Welcome Home, Roxy Carmichael, movies that people really don't know. It's, it's got Winona Ryder in it. Uh, Mermaids is another one. Uh, Winona Ryder, is, I used to have a crush on her when I was a kid. Um, so many, yes, but those are to name a few. What about you? Uh, going, going back to Selena, actually, um, have you seen um, the, the news broke uh, that the woman that murdered Selena will be up for parole in uh, 2025. Uh, have, have you seen the videos? 
yes. of the kids waiting outside the prison for Yes, her. I've seen that. She's definitely going to be under protection for the rest of her life um, if she can afford it. She, she um, might as well stay in there. Like, yeah. It's, it's safer I, I, for her. Yolanda, Yolanda Saldivar um, is the name of the woman that killed Selena. And I don't see how she's getting out. You no. murdered her. You yeah. murdered. And I remember, I remember the day Selena died as a kid. I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I was literally crushed. Everyone, I was living in San Bernardino. And I mean, that's literally Mexico. Like, it's a, where, as a Black kid, you're a part of the, the Latin Hispanic community. Um, well, living in their community, streetwise. And it's like, they're, they're, one of their icons is gone, and you experienced that with them. So that was just, yeah. I remember uh, the, the film Selena uh, mm-hmm. used to come on during the summer on USA at least twice a day. At <laughs> least on the USA Network, at least twice a day. My mom got so sick of seeing Selena. She's like, we're not watching Selena again. I was like, okay, man, whatever. You're lame. But I, you know, <laughs> right. Selena's a great movie. What is your favorite Christmas song? Um, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus by the Jackson 5. Motown. Yes. 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 Um, if you had, speaking of the Jackson Five, I watched uh, the the movie, uh, the American not, Dream. Jackson's the American Dream. Yeah, not 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 the one with Flex in it, where where they painted in white. Not that one. Uh, the, no, no, no. The, Jackson the, the American the Dream. The good one. With yeah, where they grew. Yeah, Angela Bassett. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Michael Marlin, get here. Go to bed, Joseph. Go to bed. <laughs> Oh, Angela Bassett has been in fucking everything. And I love everything, her. everything. She's been everybody's mama. And, and yes. And she should have gotten an Oscar for what's love got to do with it. But we don't have time to have that discussion right now. Yes. Let's talk about robbery. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm mad about it still. Yeah. Uh, if you had an extra $20 to spend on yourself, you had mm-hmm. to spend it on yourself, but you could not buy food. Mm-hmm. What would you buy? Twenty dollars to spend on myself. I have to spend it, but I, it cannot be food. Um, I probably would get a manicure. Good answer. Good answer. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I'd probably get a manicure. What is the best show on television right now? Oh my god, I don't even watch television like that. All my all my shows are streamed. Um, but I want to say the most the show the best show on TV right now or or recent that I watched recently, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It's That's- always sunny in Philadelphia. Very good show. I love it. Have you seen it before? Mm-hmm. That's, that's an acceptable answer. Um, the correct answer is Abbott Elementary. <laughs> or or Euphoria. The, or Euphoria, Euphoria is, yes. 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 Euphoria, Euphoria is also. Yeah, it's definitely so winning good. right now. 
Yeah. Bitch, you better be new here. I love yeah, it. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, how many alarms do you set to wake up in the morning? I have two. I have two nice. alarms. There's one at 5.30 and then there's one at 6 o'clock. And I normally hit this. I, I set the one at 530 because I know I'm hitting the snooze twice when it goes off at 530 and then 545. And then there's and then there's the one that goes off at six. Once that third alarm goes off, I know I have to get up because I have to be out of the house by 710 to beat traffic. Yep. Mm-hmm. If I invited you to a barbecue mm-hmm. because white people have barbecues. Yes, we know. Yes, this we know. (laughs) (laughs) It's an important distinction to make. Um, If if I invited you to a barbecue, what would you bring? Probably baked macaroni and cheese. (laughs) Right. I'll bring the seasoning (laughs) and the baked macaroni and cheese. I'll probably bring um, a a slab of ribs. So I'll bring, we're going to bring some meat. We're going to bring some meat because I want to have my, I want to have my barbecue sausages now. What's what's the worst pickup line that you've ever heard? Did it hurt? Did it hurt when you fell from heaven? <laughs> That's so stupid. I was like, that shit that that shit didn't work then, but you using it. I mean, it must be jammed because jelly don't shake like that. Um, several lines. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I heard, I think, I think the worst one that I've ever heard is, um, I dropped my jaw when you walked in. Can you pick it up for me? That's actually, and I'm like, cool. you know what? Fuck you. Get out. That's actually, that's actually, um, that's actually pretty cool. That's pretty, that's pretty slick. All right. Where? That, I, I that's, don't, don't support that behavior. Don't support that behavior. <laughs> <terrible>. <laughs> you know what? If you, could have a song play every time you walk in a room what would it be oh man it would have to be um oh wow uh probably probably wwe superstar finn balor's theme music um Okay, but if but people don't watch WWE, they don't know who Finn Balor is, and probably have never heard the, the his theme music. But um, if I a song, oh, probably Michael Jackson's "Beat It," but it would have to start when at the Van Halen guitar riff. Excellent. That's what it had to yes. start. Yes, yes. And people don't know that Van that was Van Halen that that did that. Yeah. Yeah. These children. Yeah. Kids these days. Kids these days. See, it's because you know they don't they don't have behind the music and they don't have pop up video and they don't have um, making, making the band video and making yeah. the band. <laughs> these kids today never had to walk to Harlem for cheesecake. Man, let me tell you something. I remember TRL, man. Those de- those were the days, man. TRL, total. Re- I mean, I remember when he called it Total Request Live, and it was just Carson Daly, like and later in the evening, and then it became like really like mainstream MTV, and then it was TRL, and then they really got into like all kinds of stuff, like making the video behind the scenes, like all yeah. that stuff was like watching making the video was like really that's how that that's how that works. That's how they make that happen. I remember watching NSYNC do their 
Um, oh yeah, the marionette shit for Bye Bye Bye. Yeah, yeah. like I remember doing that. I remember seeing Buster Rhymes and Janet Jackson do their uh when they did their collab. Um, what is it called? Yeah. Uh, um, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, uh, make it make it body wet or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, but good times. Yay. Yeah, those were good times. Well, very good times. We just didn't appreciate them now, like we right. then, like we do now. Yeah. Hype Williams. Nobody gave you visuals in music yes. videos like Hype Williams. Yes. Yes. I concur. And the last question. Yes. If you had a talk show, living or dead, who would be your first three guests? Oh, my God. Definitely my, my first guest um, would definitely be Michael Jackson. My first guest would be Michael Jackson. I always had a plan to meet Michael Jackson um, at some point in time in my life, and it never happened. I was stationed in Japan when he died, and I just could not believe it. That would be my first guest. My second guest, oh, man, who would it be? Who would it be? It probably would be... Probably would, would, would be uh, Jim Carrey. Okay. It would be Jim Carrey. And then I would think my third guess would be, um, I don't know who my third, at least, and I'm probably going to think of like a thousand people that I never replaced <laughs> those three people, but I would go, I'm going to go with like, um, I probably would go with uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a fantastic lineup. Yeah. I watched the hell out of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, what about you? Who, who, who was your three? Who are your three? Uh, my three are uh, Michelle Obama, mm-hmm. Diane Carroll, mm. Eartha Kitt. Ooh, very nice, Eartha Kitt. Oh my God, she was cutthroat. Do you hear me? Yeah, very unapologetic about who she was and standing in her truths. Um, she's very so, slept on. So hated in this country that she was fucking blacklisted and had to move to Europe. Wow. Because and she was- ba- basically told um, the, the president of the United States to go fuck himself at, at a... At a um, correspondence luncheon or something um was like president reagan no uh i think it was carter maybe no uh who was before carter oh hell um i don't know um <laughs> roosevelt uh, <laughs> they're all old as hell I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it. I was gonna say you know the white guy, but that's right. Anybody for you know the white guy before Barack Obama? Or Lyndon after? B. Johnson. Oh, the one Lyndon who... B. Johnson. She she was at so for for those who don't know, she was at this luncheon that was hosted by uh, the first lady, Mrs. Johnson. Yes, uh, I don't fucking know. Um, and she she had strong words for the first mm-hmm. lady uh, to the point that the first lady cried. 
Um, and oh uh, President Johnson came in and tried to like shout down at her, and she basically told him to go fuck himself. As um, she should. And, yeah, and after that, um, she was she was blackballed in Hollywood and had to and left the country to live her best life in Europe. Wow. Very, very much uh, like Josephine Baker. Mm. Also I did, on, the, on, on the list of, of people I would yes, like to talk yes. to. I didn't name any woman. I didn't name one woman. I oh, sure wow. didn't. Listeners, uh, just so you know, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> cover that up real quick. But thank you for the questions. Yeah, that it's um, a great conversation. Yes. I told you last night, you're a great conversationalist. Thank you, thank you. So we have actually come to the end of the show. Um, in this little portion of the show, if there is anything that you would like to plug, or if you would like to drop your social media handles, uh, mm -hmm. you are more than welcome to do that now, sir. I appreciate it. You can follow me on TikTok at Courtney So Official, um, and the same on in Instagram, uh, Courtney So Official, and Twitter. Twitter is Courtney So Official as well. So if you type in Courtney So Official on any social media platform, you'll be able to find me. Thanks for having me, Greg. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for for coming to the show. Um, for in 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 an effort of full transparency and full disclosure um this has actually been a two-day interview um yes yes so i and it's simply because i couldn't get enough of our conversation that i told courtney to shut his mouth we'll do the rest of this tomorrow <laughs> um, <laughs> i appreciate it man the honor is all mine just so you know and you know like i said earlier if um you know, obviously not this show because this show is ending. Um, but, you know, if you want to come on one of the other shows, um, I've got yes. some other projects in the works. I, I've got a place for you all the time. I appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot, Greg. You're the best. <laughs> Don't Make This Weird is a dollop of trollop production in association with Spring Break 83 Productions and the Joyful Warrior Podcast Network.